Today is Thursday, July 28th, 2022, and GDP has collapsed for a second quarter in a row, down nearly 1%. We are in a recession. We'll call it the Biden session. Trump has sued CNN, and a CNN poll shows that 75% of Democrats are done with Joe Biden. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready. We have been working like crazy to get this show for you. The breaking news about the economy broke just an hour ago. Biden session is here. We did it, Joe, is what Kamala Harris said on her phone call. And yes, they've done it. The liberal world order and the Great Reset. How are you enjoying it? How do you enjoy having your economy collapsed? How do you enjoy having your house worth less, your 401k worth less, your job in danger, stagflation on the horizon, and a total and complete collapse This is the liberal world order. Are you enjoying the bugs and the pod yet? Here we go. And Joe Biden promised it. Let's read the article from CNBC. But before we do, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to say thank you for your continued support of our show. If you wish to support us, we know that times are tough right now. We know that gas is no longer $2 a gallon. $2 gas, the wall, no new wars, cheap groceries, and mean tweets. That's what we stand for on this show. We know that $2 gas is a thing of the past. So we're not going to ask you for money. We would never ask you for donations or anything like that. What we would say is simply this. If you wish to support us, the free ways that you can support us is one, click and like this show. Like the account and the platform that you are watching this show on. It really helps us share the show with your friends and please, please subscribe to the podcast. If you can open the link at the top of the feed on whatever platform you're watching this right now and subscribe to our podcast. We're going to be having audio only exclusives, huge interviews with some of the biggest people on the planet. It's a way for us to remain uncancelable. Podcast is an amazing platform because you can really put out there the truth. There are rules to every broadcast medium. We have a Newsmax show. There are even rules on Newsmax, okay? But on podcast, it is incredible. It's like the Wild West. You can speak the truth, and speaking truth to power is what this movement is about. Will to power. And the only way we're going to change this nightmare is for all of us to have a place where we can organize and where we can overturn this rotted disease temple that is ruining everything for this country. And so please, we implore you, consider clicking on the link in the comment section of the platform you're watching and subscribing to our podcast. That would mean a total, that would mean everything to us. And so we thank you again. Free ways that you can support our show. And whew, we would, it's a good, good thing that we're not asking for any money. It's a good thing that we're not asking for any donations because I think money's going to be tight in the coming years because Joe Biden and the Democrats have utterly destroyed this nation and this economy. We're going to get into why. Here we go. The article, CNBC, GDP fell 0.9% in the second quarter, second straight decline and a strong recession signal. The U.S. economy contracted for the second straight quarter in April to June, hitting widely accepted rule of thumb for a recession, according to the Bureau of Economic Analysis. Gross domestic product fell 0.09%, 0.9% 
at an annualized pace for the period, according to the advanced estimate. That follows a 1.6% decline in the first quarter, and it is worse for the Dow Jones estimate, a gain of 0.3%. Officially, the National Bureau of Economic Research declares a recession and expansions likely won't make a judgment on the period in question for months, if not longer. But the second straight negative GDP reading meets the long-held basic economic requirement of a recession. This has been held for many decades, and it is something that has not changed. Now, the White House has a new rule, and it's an incredible rule that you have if you are living inside of the liberal world order, which is if you like the party in power, if you are a leftist and a Democrat, you can change words. You can just make up words. You can create a new environment, a new universe. You can change the definition of a man or the definition of a woman or the definition of a vaccine. You can change the definition of a recession and you can change the definition of liberty itself. Remember when they told you that vaccine mandates would mean liberty for all of us. When they told you that gun confiscation actually means liberty, open borders means liberty, the liberty to destroy us. That is what the left is doing right now. Corinne Jean-Pierre was spinning like a top at a furious rate, attempting to talk her way out of this. Unfortunately, she lacks the brainstem and brain cells to be able to do that. Corinne Jean-Pierre had this to say about the long-held definition of a recession. Things are going so great, though, then why is it the White House officials are trying to redefine recession? No, we're not redefining recession. If we all understand a recession to be two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth in a row, and then you have White House officials come up here to say, no, 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 that's not what a recession is. It's something else. How is that not redefining recession? Because that's not the definition. That is not the definition. Brian Peace said in 2008, of course, economists have a technical definition which is of a recession, which is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. I can tell you this. They said Mm -hmm. two two negative quarters of GDP growth is not the technical definition of a recession. It is not. It is not. Why did he say that it It was? It is not. I can speak to to you to what he said yesterday in front of all of you, which is the last thing that you just repeated. There are many factors. There are many factors, economic factors and indicators to consider. Uh, And I will say that uh, the textbook definition of recession is not, is not two negative quarters of GDP. Okay, so the reason why we're a little bit late today is because we did have breaking news. Right about the time that we're ready to go live with this show, the numbers, the economic numbers dropped 10 a.m. And so we remade the show in order to reflect breaking news. That's why we're a little bit late and why we might have a clip or two off, but that's just that's just the beauty of doing this show live. We're doing it live. You can see your comments on screen, and that's why this community is here for you. We always want to educate and not conflate with the corporate press who wants to lie and deceive to you, just like Corinne Jean-Pierre there being asked by Peter Ducey of Fox News, hey, yo, Brian Deese is your boy. He's your economic advisor. Brian Deese, the BlackRock guy, he's out there saying multiple times that the definition of a recession is two back-to-back quarters of economic growth that is in the negative. Now that's what we have. And so he's changed up his story. And so are you going to change your story? And Corinne Jean-Pierre goes, 
I'm going to have to get back to you on that. Joe Biden, for his part, said that we are on the right path. Joe Biden releasing a statement saying that, hey, collapsing the economy and destroying this country means we're on the right path. Coming off last year's historic economic growth, we're gaining... uh, Regaining all the private sector jobs lost during the pandemic crisis, it's no surprise the economy is slowing down as the Federal Reserve acts to bring down inflation. Why do we have inflation, Joe? Why? Inflation is caused by the most simple economic terms. If I get my kid 10 toys, the same toy, that toy becomes utterly worthless to my two-year-old. More of something means it's less valuable. If you have 10 pizzas... Well, you're going to get sick eating them. You're not going to want to eat pizza anymore. It's basic economics 101. Too much of something means its value collapses. It's always been that way. It will always be that way. The Federal Reserve has been practicing quantitative easing, which means they helicopter money into our economy. They just blow money like a water hose into the system, and it makes the American dollar worth less. And the only reason that they can even do this and not collapse totally is because the world is dependent on the American dollar. And that's changing at an alarming rate with the Chinese and the Russians attempting to create their own BRICS system, their own national uh, currency that's going to replace the dollar. And the Saudis are actually on board with it. It's insane what's happening. Welcome to the month of July, or as we call it on this show, MAGA Month. This is a month where we celebrate America and our founding, the 4th of July, fireworks, grilling, drinking beer, and you know what's another amazing American tradition? Gold. That's right. America used to have a currency that was backed by gold. That's what prevented out-of-control inflation back in the day. Did you know that George Washington actually held an enormous amount of gold personally in order to ensure his investments. Be as smart as George Washington and invest in something with physical value. I'm talking physical gold for my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals from Birch. I did this and my family got in the mail. Physical gold and silver delivered securely to our home, and now it's in our bank account, and we've never felt more secure. And it's all because of my friends at the A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, five-star reviews, thousands of satisfied customers, Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898 to go gold. Be as smart as a founding father, ladies and gentlemen. Birch Gold. But every single economy has their limits. And even America, with our reserve currency status, cannot just print money unlimited, cannot just send unlimited amounts of, uh, you know, they've sent like seven or eight Trump walls to Ukraine right now, right? So Trump asked for like $15 billion to build the wall. They sent like seven or eight of them. Donald Trump is sitting there so angry right now because the Federal Reserve has become a political arm. The Federal Reserve began hiking rates under Donald Trump. The Federal Reserve did nothing, and now they're attempting to bail out Joe Biden, but it's not going to work. It won't work. Joe Biden says we're on the right path. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Kevin McCarthy, who's going to be taking over in the House, issued this tweet. He said, the government just announced that every American has, what every American has been feeling for nearly a year, we are in a recession. 
Various economists have written that the recession is now upon us. Go ahead and check out Fernat's tweet from CNBC. The U.S. is in a technical recession, GDP falling for the second quarter in a row. Q2 GDP surprise, surprisingly significant downside, showing that personal consumption has totally moderated, meaning the economy is grinding to a halt. And Mohammed of Bloomberg News, Mohammed El Iran of Bloomberg News, says the message is clear from negative U.S. GDP growth that an unfavorable miss on joblessness claims the U.S. economy is slowing at a significant rate. Add that to an 8.7% price change in today's data, and the bottom line is clear. Deepening stagflation and a flashing red light of recession. It's not just them. Richard Flynn, managing editor of Charles Schwab UK, says, Today's announcement is concerning and reflects the weakness in a stock market and the outlook of corporate profit margins. The U.S. economy and stock market both struggled in the first half of 2022 as tighter monetary policy, faster inflation, and slower growth dented consumer and business confidence. It's that business confidence that is so crucial here. Because you cannot hire and you cannot keep employees when your business is being run into the ground. And that is about to happen. Now, what you'll get from the Biden White House is you'll get lies. They'll lie about the definition of a recession. They'll lie about the definition of liberty. They'll lie about the definition of a a vaccine. They'll lie about anything in order to keep power. And they'll lie to you today saying that the job numbers are strong. Hiring is still strong. And that's because hiring is a lagging indicator of the economy. The last thing to go as an employer right now, as a sole employer right now of 10 people, the last thing to go for my business is going to be an employee. I love my employees. I want to keep them. I need them. I need my employees. I love them and I love this company. I just want to say thank you for helping us support the livelihoods of great young creators who are liberty-minded and want a better country. But if you are a business and things start going south, quarter after quarter after quarter, you have to start making cuts. And the last thing to go is going to be employees. And so, like, for instance, in the last recession in 2008, you didn't see jobs start to fall off a cliff for another year until after that recession hit, but they fell off a cliff and the economy was in the doldrums for many years since. Jumping back to Richard Flynn from Charles Schwab, what he had to say, we thought this was an interesting quote. The Fed doled out trillions of dollars worth of liquidity during the pandemic, boosting the economy. However, it aggressively raised rates in a bid to control inflation, meaning that liquidity has dried up. Tightening financial conditions point to meaningful economic slowdowns. Today's announcement underscores that risk. Get ready because the Federal Reserve, even though they are in the back pocket of the Biden administration, are going to have to do something about inflation. They have two paths. Here are the two paths, and this is what's going to happen going forward. We don't know exactly what they're going to choose, but we're seeing exactly the result of their inaction right now, and it's going to be catastrophic for you both ways. So in one path, they stop raising interest rates. Their only tool is to raise interest rates. That's the only tool the Federal Reserve has. Federal Reserve should probably not exist at all. It's here. 
is a reality. Here's what they're going to do. They're going to jack up interest rates in order to kill inflation. What that's going to do is going to kill the economy in the process. So there's going to be no more free money, no more easy money, and you're going to have a collapsed economy, a collapsed stock market. Number two, they could actually bring down interest rates and that would mean more money flowing into the economy. That's called quantitative easing. This is Keynesian economics that has taken hold in our country for the last hundred years. And so what you would have there is then you would have inflation go absolutely skyrocketing, 20%, 40% inflation. Kiss your savings goodbye. Kiss the price of your goods and services goodbye. Kiss your paychecks goodbye. Because right now you can't even keep up. If you get a 20% raise, you haven't gotten a raise at all. You've just kept up with inflation. It's maddening as an employer right now trying to take care of your people because you're trying to give them a raise to make a better lifestyle for themselves, but Biden's economy keeps crushing people. That's the, those are the only two paths forward. Both of them are bad. Both of them are catastrophic politically for Joe Biden. And we have the announcement this morning that the Democrats intend on spending billions more. Billions more on the chips deal. Billions more on a climate deal that Joe Manchin uh, completely cucked on and has now given Chuck Schumer the gavel to pass Joe Biden's climate bailout. Billions in new taxes and billions for the IRS to come after you, the American people. So they're going to, they call it recession. They they say it's anti-recession, anti-inflation bill. What that means is they're going to spend billions more on the IRS in order to come after you to get more of your money into the federal coffers. That's what it means. That's what anti-inflationary means. Stealing more of your money through the federal government. Sickening. This is why people like Joe Manchin, you should never trust people like Joe Manchin. It's, it's cute that Joe Manchin is sitting there like on the fence on a lot of issues and he's killed a couple of things that we applauded him for. Yet, when the chips are down and when the bricks are in, Joe Manchin is going to betray the American people. He is a Democrat after all. It doesn't matter that he represents West Virginia that didn't have a single county that voted for Joe Biden, let me repeat that. Not a single county in West Virginia voted to elect Joe Biden as president. West Virginia, I think, was won by Donald Trump by 50 points, 20 to 70, something like that. Joe Manson, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing? And also, he's going to sign some climate bill when the the main employer in West Virginia is energy because that's coal country. That's coal country USA. I've been there. We've done documentaries on it bad takes from the Democrats, and now they are set in this recession inflationary spiral to pass more spending. And what is that going to do? Stagflation. Economically, stagflation is when you have high inflation and slowed economic growth. So when your economic growth collapses, and then you have skyrocketing inflation on top of it. So no one's getting paid more money, everyone's losing their jobs, and everything becomes more expensive, and nobody has the cash to live. That's what's coming. Get ready, ladies and gentlemen. Peter Brocklevar, our last quote here on the economic numbers for today from the Bleakley Financial Group said this, higher inflation and the coincident higher cost of capital is kryptonite to the economy that has become so accustomed to low inflation and cheap money for many years. The labor marketing is softening 
and the pace of firings is now at its highest level in eight months. Saying what we are predicting right here, which is that the economic employment numbers are going to also collapse and that we are going to face years of economic deterioration and that the good times, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, are over. We're okay with that because you need to see the results of bad policy. The only lesson here is that you got to take your medicine. The results of bad policy should be painful for people. And then they should decide next time they want to vote, what kind of a world do they want? Do they want $2 gas again? What kind of a world do you want? And then they should vote that way. And it doesn't matter what systems are in place or what horrible election laws are in place. You cannot overcome 80% of the country voting against you. It's not possible. So we will see what will happen in the future. But this is looking pretty good. $2 gas, the wall, cheap groceries, and mean tweets. That's looking pretty good, and Trump should run on that. Trump's also running on suing CNN. Trump announced yesterday that he will be suing CNN in a massive lawsuit. Former President Donald Trump notified CNN of his intentions to file a lawsuit against the network for repeated defamatory statements in a statement yesterday. The IRFA Law, Washington-based law firm, filed notice of intent ordering the network under Florida statutes to publish a full and fair correction, apology, or retraction in published pieces or broadcasts that allegedly made false statements about the president. Now, could this actually work? Yeah, I mean, we've actually seen Nick Salmon walk away with, I think, millions of dollars from CNN and the Washington Post, respectively, in settlements over false statements made. Failure to publish a correction or apology or retraction Uh, will result in the filings of a lawsuit for damages being sought against you, CNN, the document warned. CNN is, of course, facing a really bad moment right now because they are in a total upheaval. Their ratings are at nuclear lows. And we'll see what happens here with this Trump lawsuit. There is a breaking news clip about it. Let's listen. Former President Donald Trump threatening to file a defamation lawsuit against CNN and some other media outlets. His attorneys sent this 282-page letter to CNN calling for retractions over some of their content. The letter goes on to cite dozens of examples of the network's coverage, many relating to the former president's voter fraud allegation. So we'll see. We'll see. Donald Trump, man is getting ready to sue everyone. I filed notice against CNN of my intent to file a lawsuit for repeated defamatory statements against me. I will never stop fighting for truth and the future of the country, Trump said in a statement. What's going to happen? I don't know, man. Donald Trump's suing everyone. Donald Trump has sued Hillary Clinton for the big lie against him, which is the Russia gate claims that dogged him for his entire presidency. Where would Donald Trump be? Would we be in a second term of Donald Trump? Would we even be having a recession right now if it were Donald Trump in the Oval Office? I don't think so. But would we have a second term for Donald Trump if it were not for the big lie, which is Hillary Clinton's Russiagate scandal and fraud that dogged the president for three years and kneecapped his administration? I think we would be having a second Trump administration right now. I think they would never have been able to overcome the triumphs of Trump's foreign policy and Trump's economic policy, which are the little things that people just care about. Ultimately, ladies and gentlemen, it's all about piercing the veil, piercing the veil. 
What that means is that Americans like to live inside of a comfortable little cocoon. And I do too. I am among them. I am not some type of, uh, uh, you know, different level American. I equally like to spend my Saturdays eating wings, drinking light beer, playing with my kids, maybe watching the game on TV or watching, you know, watching some trash TV. For me these days, it's that's that's probably like Lion King and 101 Dalmatians, but I got a two-year-old and a three-month-old, so w- what can you do? Let's play the classics. But we like living in our comfort zone here in America. We have inherited and have a birthright of being the most comfortable nation on earth because we fought for it, damn it, because our grandparents fought for it, because we sacrificed our lives. And because our leaders made wise decisions to get us there. And now it seems as though the Biden administration is making the decisions in order to erode all of it. Chicken wings are too expensive. Beer is too expensive. And it's no fun to sit on your couch and rest when you have no job, when that's all you do all day. And you're scared for your children's future. That is the future that the Biden administration is creating for us. And being scared for your children's future is exactly what parents should be thinking about if the view slanders your child as a Nazi. Yeah, crazy. But the view actually did this. The view said that 5,000 patriotic students who showed up at Turning Point USA's Student Action Summit this weekend in Tampa, Florida, they likened them to Nazis and or Nazi sympathizers on air. Now, I was at that conference, and let me tell you exactly what happened. Leftist apparatchiks being paid by the DNC. This is my contention. But these are leftists. They showed up masked with brand new Nazi flags. Young kids. They showed up in order to slander, knowing that the low information microwave brains at The View would take the image of a Nazi swastika outside of a turning point event and say they're the same. All they need was the imagery. And we saw this with the Lincoln Project and in Glenn Youngkin's race when they dressed up as white leftists, liberals, from the Democrat Party of Virginia, dressed up as white supremacists and stood outside of Glenn Youngkin's campaign bus in order to conflate the two. It didn't work then and won't work now. The view is having to apologize to Turning Point USA because of this conflation, because of this astroturfing. Astroturfing, of course, is it's not real grass. It's not the grassroots. It's astroturf. It's not real. It's fugazi, fugazi. So they sent fake neo-Nazis to stand in front of the Turning Point USA event. Turning Point USA disavowed them. The actual attendees of the event like confronted the Nazis and screamed at them and yelled at them and told them to get off the property. They eventually left, but that gave Whoopi and the corporate press all the talking points they needed to write headlines that said neo-Nazis at Turning Point rally. And trust me, I am very close friends with Charlie Kirk. Yo, this isn't going to end well for people who conflated these two things and libeled and slandered 5,000 minors that were inside of that building because you'll destroy your life. If you're a young kid and you go into that building and you're at this event and then you're called a Nazi, that can destroy your life. You are a minor. You are just a patriotic young American who loves your country. It was an honor to speak at this event. It's so much fun. I've worked with Turning Point USA for like five years. It's an incredible organization. I encourage you to send your kids to these events because we will fight for you. We will not allow this to happen to your kid. We are the new right. We are the fighters. We do not back down. And we are happy to metaphorically throw a punch in defense of your country and of your child. 
we will not allow them to be abused by these leftists. And now Whoopi Goldberg is having to apologize. Here's what she initially said. Watch. Make a quick clarification about the neo-Nazis at the Turning Point event. They were outside protesters. My point was more metaphorical. That you, you embraced them at your thing, I felt. So I just, they were not in the building. They no, but you know what? Okay. You know what? If the so-called Antifa, who are anti-fascist, that's what Antifa stands for, uh -huh. would go there and protest, then Antifa would get a bad reputation. That's why when I uh -huh. hear that Antifa is uh, right, but that's not. But let me just make sure that everybody, because you know, misunderstanding what people say is very big. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we want to make sure you. I know they were not in the building, but right. they were in the mix of people. That's the thing. You know how bad. What the hell does that even mean? Nobody's—they're not in the building. They're in the mix of the people. And well, that this is before Charlie Kirk said that he's talking with lawyers, and he is about how to sue the View, a Disney-owned company, on ABC. Boy, oh boy, wouldn't that be a twenty-four-hour special? By the way, Whoopi Goldberg was suspended for two weeks for essentially saying that Adolf Hitler wasn't a racist and being well, like a pseudo-Holocaust apologist. Uh, and so, a little weird. Maybe maybe crack open a history book and stop talking about things you know absolutely jack about Whoopi Goldberg. Now, The View had had to issue another apology. There's apology number three, if you're keeping count. This happened yesterday. So on Monday, we talked about the fact that there were openly neo-Nazi demonstrators outside the Florida Student Action Summit of the Turning Point USA group. We want to make clear that these demonstra demonstrators were gathered outside the event and that they were not invited or endorsed by Turning Point USA. A Turning Point USA spokesman said the group, quote, 100% condemns those ideologies and said Turning Point USA security tried to remove the neo-Nazis from the area but could not because they were on public property. Also, Turning Point USA wanted to clarify, uh, wanted us to clarify that this was a Turning Point USA summit and not a Republican Party event. So we apologize for anything we said that may have been unclear on these points. We apologize for anything we said that may have been unclear on these points. Bend the knee. I want fealty. I want groveling. I want your tears. Cry. How salty are your tears? This is the new right, ladies and gentlemen. Get used to it. You are not allowed to attack our children. You are not allowed to slander or libel or defame us. And if you do, then we have the resources and the ability and the social following and the capacity to make you hurt. Be careful. You have been warned. This is not no longer messing around. This is not the Republican Party. This is not the Mitt Romney Republican Party. Remember, Mitt Romney had a binder full of women that he was trying to hire during the 2012 election campaign, it came out that Mitt Romney had a binder full of women, and that was used as like a mark against Mitt Romney. Oh my God. Oh, and Mitt Romney was ashamed of himself because he has a binder full of women trying to hire him when he was governor of Massachusetts. That's the old right. That's the feeble, feline, sycophantic right that is nothing but bootlickers and ass kissers for the corporate press of the Democrat Party that say, love me, daddy, pet me, daddy. What can I do, daddy? Please don't ever call me the R word. Whatever you do, don't call me the R word or the S word, sexist. 
Don't do that. I'll do anything. No more. No more. This is the new right. Get used to it. And by the way, we know that we're on the side of right. We are watching the Democrat Party, which is a paper tiger, collapse. You just saw The View issue multiple on-air apologies. And I can tell you this, based on internal conversations at Turning Point USA, uh, not finished. Not finished with this today. Not not finished for a long shot. You are not allowed to defame and slander 5,000 innocent patriotic young Americans. Get ready for more. We're just getting started. 75% of Democrats want someone other than Joe Biden to run again. How do we know we're on the side of right? How do we know we're on the side of light? How do we know we're on the side of God's green earth here in America? Because we're winning. Polls like this show that we're winning. Democrats are rejecting the neoliberal world order of Joe Biden, and it's becoming traumatic for the party and for their mouthpieces in the corporate press. Here's what CNN had to say about it. Tonight, 75%, the vast majority of Democrats, three out of four, don't want Biden to be their nominee in 2024. That is according to a new CNN poll. Out front now, David Axelrod, former senior advisor to President Obama. David, I I heard that and sort of stopped in my tracks for a second. Three quarters of Democrats don't want the incumbent president to run again. Uh, How worried should Biden be right now about that? Well, I mean, obviously, this is a this is a very unhappy uh, bit of data for him. And I'm sure, you know, it is concerning. We're winning. We have killed the Biden administration in the cradle, metaphorically. We are the ones who have the energy. We are the ones who have the motivation. We are the ones who have America on our side. We are 80% of the population, and now we are ascendant. Get ready for more polls like this. The collapse of the Democratic Party is at hand. And that's because Chuck Schumer and Joe Manchin are funding climate change and Obamacare. On the day that we have a recession, Chuck Schumer and Joe Manchin strike a deal. Again, Joe Manchin is a Judas He will do what Democrats always do. He will cave. And now it is time, West Virginia, to replace this man. Schumer and Manchin struck a deal on a reconciliation package. The Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, again, words mean nothing. The final and ultimate command of the party is to not believe your eyes and ears, quoting George Orwell. This is the final command. Democrats are going to spend billions more during an inflationary and recession spiral. Get ready. The two Democrats said that the bill would lower deficits by $300 billion over 10 years. Yeah, right. It would spend $300 billion on climate change programs and extend the Affordable Care Act subsidies for three years. Indeed, the legislation would have 15% minimum corporate tax rates and raise $300 billion. The legislation would also raise $124 billion for enhanced tax enforcement by the IRS. Got it? They're going to fund the IRS. This is what they call a Inflation Reduction Act. You are the carbon they want to get rid of. You are the reason they'll reduce inflation. They'll make you impoverished. There's no inflation if you don't have any money to spend. If you have no savings, if you have no job, well, then who the hell cares? You have no power anyway in a society. You're just a serf. You're a serf. You own nothing and you'll be happy. Get ready. The Great Reset is at hand. $124 billion for enforcement by the IRS. Good God. Senate Democrats, and by the way, Senate Republicans, 
And congressional Republicans, you better defund this instantaneously. This needs to be vaporized as soon as you get into Congress. There are ways that you can get rid of these kind of uh, spending uh, uh, planks inside of these giant omnibus bills, and you better do it and do it now. Senate Democrats hope to bring the reconciliation package to the Senate floor this week. They use the bill's budgetary reconciliation would require only 50 votes to pass. It remains unclear whether Kristen Sinema will support the bill. We have no comment, said Sinema. Manchin's proposal contains a provision to limit the carried interest deduction as a proposal that Sinema did not want, allegedly during the Build Back Better negotiations. They're going to tank the economy. They're going to spend more. They're going to spend and spend and spend and spend and spend and spend and spend. And then when Republicans don't spend and they want to collapse the federal government instead of the American economy, then they'll scream and cry and whine about it. Get ready. We'll see if there's a Republican Senate. If there's a Republican Senate, we'll be in good shape. The crucial Senate seat will be in Arizona. Blake Masters is doing quite well there. We have a primary next week, Tuesday, and we'll do a big live and a big special during that primary. Georgia is also a critical race there. Senator Warnock and Walker are in a virtual tie. Raphael Warnock holds a narrow three-point lead over former football star Herschel Walker in the Senate race in Georgia. The poll conducted by the University of Georgia survey research shows that a 46-43 split between the two Members of the Georgia electorate, Warnock is there on a special election and now has to run against uh, uh, Herschel Walker, who's like a legend in Georgia. We truly hope that Herschel Walker can pull this off. We'll see. Georgia is a screwy, screwy state. Speaking of being screwy and somebody who is unbelievably not qualified uh, and is getting an enormous amount of American dollars. Ukraine's President Zelensky and his wife posed for a Vogue cover while their country is being invaded? This is insane. Why the hell would they do this? Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky and his wife, First Lady Olana Zelensky, posed for a special digital cover of Vogue magazine while their country continues to be invaded by Russia. Zelensky, the Zelenskys were photographed by an American photographer, Annie Leibovitz, the cover includes the uh, uh, the cover includes the text "Portraits of Bravery," Ukraine's first lady. Hmm. In one portrait, the interview with Vogue, Zelensky shrugged off the crushing economic realities facing the American taxpayers as they helped fund the country's war with Russia, plunging the U.S. further into inflationary spirals. I will be very honest and maybe not very diplomatic. Gas is nothing. Just try to imagine what I'm talking about happening to your home country. You hear that, Americans? Your gas prices mean nothing to these people. Repulsive. Sickening. Truly. And this is perhaps why you are seeing the great migration in this country. You are seeing a great migration via political parties. You are seeing the Democratic Party become more white and more rich. And you are seeing the Republican Party become more diverse and more working class. And that is because the people who want to work in this country, the deplorables, the productive class, not the parasite class, the productive class are moving to red states in record numbers. Report, Americans flee blue states and blue cities for red states. 
according to Breitbart.com. Americans are fleeing Democrat-run cities in blue states and relocating to more affordable areas in red states, according to Redfin. I bought a house through Redfin. Redfin's a good, solid uh, uh, company and has good data. Redfin revealed that an all-time high of 32% of its users across the country are looking to move from one metro to another. Get ready, Democrats. It doesn't matter how many voters and people you import into this country. Your states will lose in the next census. It should have happened this census. Republicans must codify that non-citizens do not count in the census That is the only thing keeping blue states hanging on. The census determines where your House members are allocated. Blue states are losing population at an insane rate. Red states are gaining. That means that Florida should gain five House seats. That means Florida will gain five Republicans and that states like New York and California will lose blue seats. The 10 cities with the highest net outflows are all run by Democrats. San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, Washington, D.C., me. I'm one of them that moved out of Washington, D.C. Seattle, Boston, Detroit, Denver, Chicago, Minneapolis. Democrat, 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 Democrat. Typically, it's a Democrat mayor and a Democrat state combined. You have some outliers there like Boston, Massachusetts, which have sort of a rhino Republican governor right now, and I think that'll change quite soon, sadly. All cities listed have higher outflows than they did in the second quarter of 2021. The house prices have plunged 5% in cities like San Francisco because who wants to live in San Francisco? The net inflows, are you ready? Net inflows, you're looking at one of them right now. Miami, Florida, then Tampa. You're looking at them. I am one of the 9,000 people that moved net inflow to Tampa, Florida from Washington, D.C. Net outflow from Washington, D.C., 24,000 people. Net inflow to Tampa, 9,000. I'm one of them. Phoenix, Arizona, that's in a consistently red state with a Republican uh, governor, Republican House, Republican Senate. Sacramento, California, that's just people moving inside of California from blue areas of California to red areas of California. Sacramento and San Diego are red areas of California. But here you have in the top 10 states for net inflow, you have Texas, Texas, Florida, 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 Florida. So six of the top 10 are red states, like permanent red states. Texas is getting redder and Florida is getting redder. This is how you change the country. You change the country with real numbers and real demographics because nobody wants to live in the garbage that the left is offering. And so, ladies and gentlemen, it is time. This is the moment. We can see what the leftist world order and the liberal world order is bringing to us. It is bringing inflationary and stagflationary cycles. It is collapsing our nation. It is collapsing our future. It is attacking our children and our very way of life. People are leaving their blue states and coming to beautiful states like here in Florida. They're leaving because their cultures do not align. The culture of the left is repulsive to an American. The culture of socialism and Marxism is repulsive and sickening to your freedom-minded, freedom-loving 
people. And we are the majority in this country. We are 80% of the nation. We are the ones who make things work in this nation. We're the ones who actually create in this country. We create this show every single day for you because we have our priorities straight. God, family, country. Those are our priorities. We were born free men and women, and we're going to stay that way. We're going to stay free, and we're going to keep fighting. God bless all of you. My name is Benny Johnson. Thanks for watching.